السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته ما شاء الله الله مبارك إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد I welcome you my brothers and sisters to this gathering here at the masjid on the 16th of December 2023 coincides in the year 1445 after the hijrah of Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and it truly lifts the heart and strengthens the soul to know that the da'wah here at Masjid al-Sunnah in the city of Bradford in West Yorkshire in England is thriving it is amazing to see that so many people have gathered for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the purpose of being reminded of the words of Allah and the words of his prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam the fact that so many brothers and sisters young and old are here today for no other reason except seeking the face of their Lord and I mentioned yesterday after Salatul Jumu'ah in Birmingham at Masjid al-Salafi that there are angels that roam the streets and they roam the pathways seeking out gatherings where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned. And perhaps this is one of those gatherings where the angels will stop and they will call upon each other to come because this is Ta'ala, one of those places where Ahlul Tawheed, the Muwahidun, the people of Sunnah, the people of the Jama'ah, Ahlul Athar wal Hadith, that they have gathered, gathered for no other reason except to study and to be reminded of the Sunnah of Al Mustafa Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And those angels that gather and then the information thereof or the news thereof is carried to our Lord Jalla wa Ala. And the mercy of our Lord and the forgiveness of our Lord descends upon us. Such that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls upon those angels to bear witness that those who have gathered and those who are present in that majlis and in that gathering where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is remembered and his verse is recited 
and his religion studied, he calls upon those angels to bear witness that he has forgiven them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this gathering such a gathering. And it also brings me joy and happiness to meet my brothers here, those who are qa'imun, those who are in charge of the administration and the affairs at this masjid, Masjid al-Sunnah, here in Bradford. From our brothers, al-Ustad, Salim, al-Ustad, Salik, the two brothers, from those who have studied under the mashaykh and under or in some of those institutions and universities in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia that are well known to us for over two decades for spreading the sunnah and salafiyah the whole evening was an evening of fawaid alongside also the rest of the brothers such as our brother Wasim and it was such a honor to be in their company that it reminded me of the early days when this da'wah in Bradford was in its infancy, in a location other than this location, in a place smaller than this place, with numbers that were just a handful that you, that you could count on one hand or two hands. And now we sit in a masjid which is purpose-built and purposely set up for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a house from the houses of Allah, where from its front row all the way to the back and even outside in its entrances and the sister's area itself is filled with people who have gathered to study the sunnah of Al-Mustafa Abu Al-Qasim Muhammad bin Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he is the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, who showed us the straight path. The path that if we were to adhere to it, that the ummah will be united. And differing would come to an end. Just as it was in the time of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, when Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam came with the revelation from his Lord. And it united the hearts of the warring Arabs who hated each other and they despised each other and they were at war with each other let alone that they hated those who were foreign to them from the non-Arab and the non-Arab would hate each other from their various tribes and their various empires whether it was Rome or whether it was Persia or whether it was Abyssinia or Yemen or the Arab in the Jazeera that they hated each other and they despised each other and they were at war with each other and they looked down upon each other and within a generation Allah united them Allah brought their hearts together upon his deen upon this aqeedah upon the sunnah upon taqwa upon birr upon righteousness and piety and, purific and purified souls and purified hearts such that they became brothers one to another. وَأَتَسِمُوا بِهَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا وَاذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ كُنْتُمْ أَعَدَاءً فَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قَلُوبِكُمْ 
فَأَسْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانَ Wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated and hold fast all of you together to the rope of Allah and be not disunited. Let there not rise amongst you tafarruq wala tafarraqu. Do not be divided. Do not be disunited. Why? Because you have the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa'atasimu bihablillah. Hold on to the rope of Allah. Hold fast to the rope of Allah. This i'tisam means to hold tightly. Just as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said about his sunnah and the sunnah of the sahaba radiyallahu anhum al-khulafa al-rashidin addu alayha bin nawajid He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bite onto that with your molar teeth addu alayha Bite down tight. Just as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he mentioned that fitna would occur and the Sahaba said Mada nasna'u ya Rasulullah Mada naf'al What should we do? O Messenger of Allah So he said Taf'aluna ha He said whilst holding on to the rug that he was sitting upon with his sahaba, he held on tight with his hand and he said, This is what you will do. You will hold on to the deen tight. And in a narration he said, You shall return back to the affair as it was in the beginning. When fitan and differing and tafarruq and ikhtilaf occurs you shall return back to the affair as it was in the beginning when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to them satakunu fitna there will be fitna so some of the sahaba they didn't hear him so muad bin jabal said don't you hear what rasulullah just said they said mother qal what did he say so then Mu'ad bin Jabal said to them that there will be fitna. What will you do in times of fitna? You will return back to the affair as it was in the beginning. This is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded the Sahaba radiallahu anhum with. This rope of Allah is the affair as it was in the beginning. How do we know because of that which follows? وَذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ كُنْتُمْ أَعْدَاءً Hold on to the rope of Allah all together and be not divided. And remember the bounty of Allah upon you when you were enemies one to another. Meaning that before this rope, before you knew about the rope of Allah, before you knew about that, you were enemies one to another. And Allah brought your hearts together. And by the grace of Allah, you became brothers one to another. وَكُنْتُمْ عَلَىٰ That you were عَلَىٰ خُفْرَةٍ مِّنَ النَّارِ عَلَىٰ شَفَاءَ خُفْرَةٍ مِّنَ النَّارِ That you were upon the edge of the pit of the hellfire. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved you from that. This is where they were, right on the edge 
of the pit of the fire itself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved them from it. How? By commanding them to hold on to the rope of Allah. And Allah brought their hearts together. This rope of Allah is the book of Allah. It is the sunnah of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is tawheed. It is ikhlas. It is the jama'ah of the sahaba radiallahu anhum. All of these are described as the rope of Allah, as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, and likewise Ibn Abdul Barin al-Tamheed. That the rope of Allah is tawheed. The rope of Allah is the book of Allah. The rope of Allah is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The rope of Allah, the sahaba radiallahu anhum. So Allah commands you to hold on to all of that because all of that refers back to the revelation. Refers back to the wahyain, the kitab and the sunnah. And that is the siratul mustaqim. Just as the Prophet, just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَأَنَّ هَذَا سِرَاتِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا سُبَلْ فَاتَّفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ and this is my straight path, Allah said. So follow it. And do not follow the other paths. For they will divide you away from his straight path. And this is what Allah has ordained for you. So that you may attain taqwa. You may attain piety, righteousness. So Allah again commands with the following of the straight path, which is the Hablullah. The straight path, the Siratul Mustaqim. This is the rope of Allah that you are holding on to. Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah ta'ala said, the great Imam who died in the year 516 after the Hijrah, he said, Sirati, when Allah's, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, هذا, sirati, that this is my straight path, Meaning, this is my tariq. This is my way. And this is my deen. This is my religion. It is mustaqim. It is upright. It is sound. It is correct. And it is true. Fattabi'uhu. So follow it. Meaning, as Al-Baghawi said, rahimahullah, upon you is to cling to this path. And do not follow the other paths. Just as Allah said, وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا subal. Do not follow the other subal, meaning the other paths. Meaning the differing paths that are other than the path of Allah. Don't follow them. Such as the path of the Jews, the Christians, and the rest of the religions. And it is said, do not follow the paths of Ahwa, do not follow the paths of Ahwa and Bid'ah. Meaning don't follow the other religions, whether it be Jewish or Christianity or Hinduism or Sikhism or Buddhism or atheism. And likewise, don't follow the paths of innovation and misguidance, the Mu'tazila, the Jahmiya, the Sufiya, the Rafida, whether it be Bid'ah. Or whether it be those who are outside of Islam, do not follow those paths. Because as Allah said, فَتَّفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ For they will divide you 
from his path. Al-Baghawi said, meaning that these paths will incline you and split you away from Allah's path, from Allah's tariq, Allah's tariq and from Allah's deen, the deen that Allah is pleased with, the deen that Allah has enjoined upon you. So what is this sirat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to follow? Ibn Kathir rahimahullah ta'ala said in his tafsir of this ayah, and he is the great imam, the student of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah al-Hafidh, the mufassir, the muhaddith. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah ta'ala died in 774 after the hijrah. He said that Ali bin Abi Talha narrated from Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا السُّبَلِ فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ And follow the straight path and do not follow the other paths. Meaning follow the one straight path and do not follow the other deviated paths. For they will divide you away from Allah's path. And he said, Abdullah ibn Abbas, after mentioning the ayah, he mentioned also the ayah alongside it. وَأَقِيمُ الدِّينَ and establish the religion Allah said and do not divide yourselves therein then he said and what is similar to that in the Quran Allah commanded the believers with the jama'ah he's Abdullah ibn Abbas Allah commanded the believers with the jama'ah and he prohibited them from differing and from splitting from ikhtilaf and furqa and Allah informed them that those who came before them were destroyed due to their argumentation and disputation. Ibn Kathir said that Mujahid and others from the Tabi'een, they said the same. Then Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he cited the hadith reported by Imam Ahmed in his Musnad with an isnad that is Hassan to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, who said, خَطَّ لَنَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ خَطَّا ثُمَّ قَالَ هَذَا سَبِيلُ اللَّهِ Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said that Allah's Messenger وسلم, drew for us a line in the sand. Then he said, this is Allah's straight path. This is Allah's straight path. ثُمَّ خَطَّا خَطُوتًا عَنْ يَمِينِهِ وَعَنْ شِمَالِهِ Then, he drew lines وسلم, to the right of that line and to the left of that line. And then he said, That these are paths that divert you. These are divergent paths, differing paths, splitting paths. And upon the head of each one of those paths, there is a devil. Yadu ilay that calls to that path. Then he recited the same ayah. Wa anna hada sirati mustaqiman fatabiuhu. Up until the end of the ayah, that this is Allah's straight path, so follow it, and do not follow the other paths, for it will divide you away from Allah's straight path. This is Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam illustrating to you that the path of Allah is one path. Whereas the paths of the devils are numerous paths 
The paths of misguidance and the paths of the other adhyan and the religions are numerous. Anyone who falls into them, he will find that there's a devil calling him to it. Whether he realizes that or whether he does not perceive that. Then Ibn Kathir cites from Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, rahimahullah ta'ala, from his tafsir, who reported with his isnad, that a man asked Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, because Abdullah ibn Mas'ud is the narrator of this hadith. So the Rawi knows best what he is narrating from Allah's Messenger. And that is something that is known by our scholars and from the Muhaddithin. That by and large, the Rawi, the narrator of a hadith, knows best its intent. So they asked Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, what is the Sirat al Mustaqim? What is this straight path? So he replied, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam left us upon its nearest path and its furthest end is in Jannah. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he drew for us a line and he said, Hada sabilullah, he left us at the beginning of that path and its end is in paradise. On its right are roads and on its left are roads from which place from which place they are men that call to whomsoever passes them by so whoever takes these roads he'll be led to the fire by way of those men and whoever takes the sirat he'll be led by it to jannah then he recited this is the fiqh of the Sahaba عنهم. This is their understanding That they are men These are not You know some whisperings that you hear They are men Who are devils Standing at the head of each one of those paths That call you to it And whomsoever Answers the call of those devils those paths will lead them into the hellfire. Where did Muhammad leave us? At the beginning of that path. If you follow it and follow it and follow it, and it is a straight path, you will end up in Jannah. This is the fiqh of the Sahaba. This is their understanding. Furthermore, Ibn Kathir, he mentioned the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا subul. So follow it, follow that straight path and do not follow the other paths because they will divide you away from Allah's straight path. So Ibn Kathiri explained and he subhanahu wa ta'ala singled out the path as one. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah ta'ala, mufassir of the Quran. And his tafsir is from the most well-known tafsir of the book of Allah. He said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala singled out the path as one. Because he said, This is my path. He mentioned it in the singular. And he said, and that is because Al-Haq Wahid. Because the truth, it is one. And for this reason, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned collectively all those who split from it and divide from it. Why? Because straight after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, 
and do not follow the numerous paths. So Allah singled out his path and then he warned collectively from all the other paths. He didn't name them individually because he said all of them, whatever opposes my path, it will take you away from that which I call you to, the Sirat al-Mustaqim. At the head of each one of those paths, the Prophet ﷺ said, is a shaitan yadru ilayh that calls to it. Just, and then Ibn Kathir said, just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allahu waliyul ladhina amanu yukhrijuhum min al-dhulumati ila al-nur. Allah is the friend of those who believe. He takes them out of the layers of darkness into the light. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَوْلِيَاؤُهُمُ الطَّاغُوتِ يُخْرِجُونَهُمْ مِنَ النُّورِ إِلَى الظُّلُمَاتِ And as for those who disbelieve, then their friends are the taghut, are the false deities. And they take their people out from the light and throw them into the layers of darkness. And they are the companions or they are the people of the hellfire and therein they shall remain. So here Ibn Kathir is making the point that the paths of misguidance are many because Allah is the friend of those who believe. He takes them out of all of the types of darkness, zulumat, out of all of the types of darkness and brings them into nur, into the one singular light. And that is the light of revelation and tawheed, the book of Allah and the sunnah of his prophet wasallam, the wahiyain. As for the kuffar, kafaru, then who are their allies? Who are their friends? The taghut. Those who go beyond bounds. The false deities. The, false, the callers to the hellfire. They are the taghut. They are the ones who take the people out of the light and they wish to throw them into those types of darkness and forms of darkness. As for the haqq, and as for the sirat al-mustaqim, it is one. As for the zulumat, then it is layer upon layer upon layer of darkness. So Allah commands you to follow the straight path. And this is what will bring about the unity of the Muslims. Just as the Prophet ﷺ said in that narration that we mentioned at the beginning, when, when Mu'adh ibn Jabal said to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Ala tasma'oona maadha qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, have you not heard what Allah's Messenger has just said? They said, maadha qala, what did he say? He said, satukoonu fitna, there will be fitna. Maadha naf'al ya Rasulullah, what shall we do? When the fitna comes, tafa'aloona haakadha. You will hold on like this. And you will return back to the umur. You will return back to the affair as it was in the beginning. This is the same thing that we are calling the people to. Unity is not just an abstract term. Floating around in the ether somewhere. Okay, we can just grab it and all hold on to something. 
It is not a balloon that you're flying, that you're just flying, let's all grab onto something. Let's get a common enemy. Let's unite against the common enemy. For what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes? How long are you going to unite against the common enemy? Up until the common enemy disappears, then you start killing each other again, fighting each other again, differing with each other again. Because that's what happens when you look for unity in other than the kitab and the sunnah. When you are insincere, untruthful. You lie to yourself and you lie to your own soul. That you believe that unity is other, in other than the kitab and the sunnah and the way of the sahaba. Unity only lies in that which united the sahaba after they hated each other in the times of jahiliyyah. That they would kill each other, hate each other, revile each other, curse each other. Then Allah brought their hearts together and it wasn't wealth. If you were to spend all of the wealth of the earth, O Muhammad, you would never have united their hearts, but rather it is Allah who united them. It is not wealth that unites. It is not social media that unites. It is not philosophy that unites. It is not the aql that unites. It is not politics that unites. It is not the common enemy of the Muslims that unites. It is the book and the sunnah and the sahaba, their fiqh, their understanding that unites the believers. As it did, awwal al-marra. As it did on the first occasion. Ibn Majah reports with his isnad to another companion, Jabir bin Abdullah. He mentioned, Kunna inda Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa khatta khattan. That we were with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he drew us a, and he drew us a line. So the Prophet drew for us a line, then he drew two lines to the right and two lines to the left. Then he put his finger, he put his hand, so he drew two lines to the right and left of that one singular line. So which is the line in the middle? The line that he put his hand upon, he put his hand upon the line in the middle. Khat al-awsat. Because Ahlul Sunnah are in the middle way. He put his hand upon the middle line. And he said, Hada sabilullah. He said, this is Allah's path. And then he recited the same ayah. The great scholar of our time, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, Al Abbad Al Badr. He said, The Prophet drew a line and he said, This is Allah's straight path, meaning, This is the truth and this is the guidance. Whoever traverses it, then he is upon the truth. And whoever strays from it to the right and to the left, to those other paths, then he has deviated from the straight and steadfast path. To the parts of deviation and splitting. Consider that. They say that you Salafi split the Ummah. You divide the Ummah. You refute the people. 
how can the one who is sticking to the path of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam be a caller to disunity how is that possible the one who is following the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is disuniting the ummah you are the ones who follow the khattain an yaminihi wa khattain an yasarihi you are the ones following the paths on the left whether two or three or 10 or 100 and you are the ones following the paths and then you are, then you have the audacity to accuse the salafis of splitting the ummah for what because we are calling to tawhid we are calling to the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we are following we are commanding you and we are calling you and we are enjoining upon you al khatt al awsat the middle path the sabilullah yet we are the ones who are dividing the ummah if there was ever a fallacy propagated then that is the fallacy and that is the fraud and lie against the salafis that we divide the ummah whilst we are calling you to the rope of allah whilst we are calling to unite upon that which the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam united the sahaba radiyallahu anhum then he said sheikh abdul muhsin that the other paths that he drew sallallahu alaihi wasallam these are the paths of ahwa and bid'ah they are the paths of desires and innovations and allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam commanded with following the sunnah and clinging to it and he warned against the path that deviated from his upright path meaning the path of allah and those my brothers and sisters that's the end of the quote of sheikh abdul muhsin and those who are upon this straight path they are the ones who are truly referred to as the taifatul munsura they are the aided group as mentioned by allah's messenger alayhi salatu wassalam imam al-bukhari imam muslim and ibn majah look at the muhaddithin collecting this hadith the greatest of the compilers of the hadith of allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam or from among them bukhari and muslim and ibn majah reported from muawiyah radiyallahu anhu that muawiyah stood up bin abi sufyan radiyallahu anhuma and gave a khutbah and he said ayna ulama ayna ulamaukum where are your scholars then he repeated it ayna ulamaukum where are your scholars سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول لا تقوم الساعة إلا وطائفة من أمة ذاهرون على الناس لا يبالون من خذلهم ولا من نصرهم سبحان الله. he said where are your scholars this is معاوية الصحابي where are your scholars for indeed i heard allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying that our will not be established except that there will be a group from my ummah who are manifest over the people in a narration ala nas wa ala alhaq zahirun that they are manifestly upon the truth in a narration ala alhaq mansurun ala alhaq they are aided and victorious then he said that they are not harmed or rather he said la yubalun subhanallah he said they don't care who leaves them or who supports them they don't care 
we don't care whether you're with us or against us we don't care because the path that is straight the aided group they don't care if you forsake them you leave them turn your back upon them do you think that because you've turned your back they're going to turn their back they don't care with me with me against me against me aid me aid me leave me leave me as for me i will follow the straight path al khatt al awsat hada sabilullah this is the middle path this is the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sheikh abdul muhsin al abbad hafizahullah ta'ala said meaning it is the same to them whether people are opposed to them or in agreement with them it is the same whether you oppose them, it doesn't yani it doesn't move them they're not going to shift from the sunnah they're not going to leave the path of the prophet sallallahu and the sahaba whether you are with them or whether you oppose them whether you help them whether you turn your back upon them they don't care because they're not there because of you they're there because of allah they do not care if the people oppose them so they remain steadfast sabitun sabirun steadfast and patient and the one who supports them aids them and is with them then he is like them and he thinks like them they are those he continued they are those who are their enemies from amongst the kuffar and they are those who who betray them and forsake them from ahlul bid'ah whose bid'ah does not even reach does not reach the level of kufr so the aided group is not harmed by those who betray them nor are they harmed by those who forsake them so this is the path of the companions you want unity come to this path we're not going to meet you meet you in some middle ground between the straight path the khatt al awsat or the sabilullah between the path of allah and between one of you we're not going to meet you we're not going to leave that path and meet you half meet us halfway meet you halfway where What do you take me for? I'm going to leave the path of Allah to meet you where? Some service station? Are you crazy? I mean, do you think the Ahlus Sunnah are majnoon? When the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Taf'aluna hakadha." This is what you will do. So you want me to leave that firm handhold? That's what you want me to do? to meet you some some no man's land halfway between ahlus sunnah and ikhwan halfway between ahlus sunnah and tabligh halfway between ahlus sunnah and brailwiya qadiriya sufiya khawarij well if you let go a bit of yours we'll let go a bit of ours we're not letting it go a bit of anything drown in your bid'ah and your and your ahwa if that's what you wish to do ask for me then we know our deen if you've lost yours go and search for it as muhammad ibn sirin said to the innovator this is the straight path my brothers we all know the hadith of allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam reported by at-tirmidhi al-hakim al-mustadrak and others from the scholars of hadith authenticated by sheikh al-albani and many scholars before him The Anas ibn Malik narrated that Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said taftariku hadhihi al-umma ala 73 firqa kulluhum fi an-nar illa wahida qalu ma hiya tilka al-firqa 
Allah's Messenger said that this Ummah will divide into 73 sects. All of their followers are in the hellfire, except for one sect. They said, Ya Rasulullah, which is that one sect? Which is that one firqa? They asked him, which is the firqa? So when they say, is Salafiyya firqa? Naam, Salafiyya is a firqa, firqa to Najiyya. Ahlul Hadith a firqa? Yes, it's a firqa, firqa to Najiyya. Is it a group? Yes, it is a group. It is Al-Jama'a. Ahlul Sunnati wal-Jama'a. Is it a party? Yes, it's a party. Hezbollah. Is it a ta'ifa? Yes, it is a ta'ifa. Ta'ifat al-Mansura. Because the companion said, Ya Rasulullah, ma hiya tilka al-firqa? What is that one sect? He said, ma ana alayhi liyam wa ashabi. He said, that which I and my companions are upon today. He didn't say, they are the Muslims. He didn't say that. He said, those who are upon, upon that which I and my companions are upon today. He didn't say they are Muslims. Why? Because all of those 73 sects are Muslims. But all of them are in the hellfire for some period of time. Unless Allah forgives them. All of them are headed towards destruction and the fire for a period of time. We don't say that they are in the fire forever unless they Bid'ah reaches the level of kufr that takes him outside of Islam. Otherwise, they are within the da'ira of Islam. Don't let the Ahlul Bid'ah tell you, all oh, these Salafis make takfir of the people and they make takfir of Jamaatul Ta'ala. No, we don't. This is the false narrative and the lies that they spread against the people of Sunnah and Salafiyyah, lying upon us. We say what the Prophet said, all of them are into the hellfire except for one. Which is that one? That which I and my companions are upon today. The Prophet said, in a narration, he said, That one sect, they are the jama'ah. Again, he didn't say they are the Muslims. Why? Because all of the 73 sects, whether deviated or guided aright, all of them are Muslims. But they are Muslims who will enter the hellfire as a purification for their deviation or their sins, their major sins, or other than the sins, such as bid'ah, and following their desires, they are Muslims who will burn in the hellfire. Even some of Ahlul Sunnah will burn in the hellfire because of their sins, fornication or lying or stealing or what. It's past, you know, this is the wa'id of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the threat of Allah's punishment upon those who sin. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a specific threat through His Messenger وسلم, upon the deviated sects. He said, 72 of them are in the hellfire, kulluhum finnar. Except for one, wahi al-jama'ah. So when the people say, well, we're all Muslims, I don't call myself. Any. Well, why didn't the Prophet Sallallahu say, kulluhum finnar? Illa wahida wahiya wahum muslimun. So where are the others then? They're not muslimun? They're muslimun. But he's singling out one group from the Muslims. Those who follow that which I and my companions are upon. In a narration, Wahil Jama'a, that one sect, they are the Jama'a. Who are the Jama'a? Abdullah ibn al Mubarak, Rahimahullah, the great Imam and the scholar who died in the year, in the year 181. He was asked the question, Manil Jama'a, who are the Jama'a? 
He said Abu Bakr and Umar. It was said Qadmat Abu Bakr wa Umar. Abu Bakr and Umar are dead. He said then it is Fulan and Fulan. It is so and so and so and so from the Tabi'een. So it was said but so and so and so and so are dead. Then, they, then he said, then the jama'ah is Abu Hamza al-Sukkari from his scholars, from his mashayikh, from Ahlul Sunnah, Ahlul Hadith, from the great scholars of his time. Meaning that the jama'ah are individuals who follow the sunnah of Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We know the jama'ah are the sahaba radiyallahu anhum because the Prophet sallallahu said that which I and my companions are upon, wahiya al-jama'ah. And they are the main body. They are the main body. So the only path to salvation is the path of the Prophet and his companions. Every other path is a path of misguidance that leads to the fire. Meaning every path to Jannah is closed. Every path to paradise is closed except for one. And that is the path of Allah, which is the path of the Prophet وسلم, and his Sahaba. Just as Al-Irbad ibn Sariya said in a hadith collected by Imam Ahmed in his Musnad, Ibn Majah in his Sunan, Al-Hakim in his Mustadrak and others, and the hadith is Hassan, where the Prophet Irbad ibn Sariya said, Allah's Messenger gave us an admonition that caused our eyes to shed tears and caused our hearts to tremble. So we said, O oh Messenger of Allah, this mawidah that you have given us, this admonition that you have given us, it is as if it is a farewell admonition. Because he made them cry. Imagine, Rasulullah admonishes them up until they start crying. Sahaba, men who fought at Badr, men who fought at Uhud, men who fought at the battle of the trench against the Ahzab, against the Confederates. Men who, who would die in the path of Allah. The messenger is addressing them and they start weeping out of the fear of Allah. And their hearts begin to tremble. And they say, Ya Rasulullah, you're going to leave us. You're going to leave us, Ya Rasulullah. It is as if you are going to leave us. So what do you counsel us with? What do you advise us with? So the Prophet ﷺ gave them this admonition and gave them this guidance and this counsel as if he is about to leave them. This is the admonition of a man who is the messenger, a prophet, their leader, the uswatun, the uswatun hasana, the best and the most finest of examples is about to leave them. This is the advice that he gives them. I have left you upon clear proof. It's night is like its day. Meaning that there is no darkness. The, the night time is as if you are in the daytime. And no one strays from that path after me or from that clear proof after me except that he is destroyed. And then he said, وَمَنْ يَعِيشْ مِنْكُمْ فَسَيَّرَىٰ اِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا and whomsoever from amongst you lives after me, he will see much differing and controversy. So he's telling them, look, what I've left you upon, it's clear proof. It's clear. 
ليلها كنهارها its night is like its day قد تركتكم على البيضاء indeed i have left you upon that which is beida that which is a clear white plain clear proof in a narration i have left you upon mahajjatul beida upon a clear white plain there is no blemish upon it i have clipped, put you upon something that is clear and pure and white no blemish no darkness its night is like its day la yazigu anha ba'di illa halik and therefore no one deviates from that which i have left you upon except that he is destroyed and you will see much differing after me you will see differing here you go are we not in that time sahaba saw that time by the way they saw differing they saw the deviations of the qadariyah of the khawarij of the shi'a of the murji'a sahaba saw those four sects anas ibn malik was asked about the murji'a The Qadiriya were there and Abdullah ibn Umar was asked. Abdullah ibn Abbas was asked. The Khawarij, the Sahaba saw the Khawarij. Ali saw the Shia. Ibn Abbas saw the Shia. They were there. They saw this differing. So he's telling the Sahaba, you will see much differing and controversy after me. What we see today, at every turn to the right and to the left, we see deviation, misguidance, hawa. people following desires people following the paths of sufia qadiriya chistiya brelwiya naqshbandiya how many paths of sufism the visitation of the shrines tawaf of the graves sajda to the graves sacrificing to the graves calling upon the dead interceding with the dead and then you have the philosophers who talk about the religion as if they are talking about plato and aristotle in our times and they claim that they are the callers to allah you are not the callers to allah you are the callers to greek philosophy then you have those like jamaat at-tabligh and the obandia and the khawarij and isis and al-qaida and the groups of khuruj and siyasa like ikhwan al-muslimin Look at the ikhtilaf in our times. In a country like this, surrounded by kuffar in a non-Muslim land, over 70 million people in this country, and there's hundreds and hundreds of sects of Muslims even in their minority in this country. Even in their 2 and 3 million that we are in this country, hundreds and hundreds of sects of Muslims. Yet the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said La yazigu anha ba'di illa halik no one deviates from my sunnah from that clear proof that I've left you upon except that he will be destroyed at every turn people are destroying themselves because when ikhtilaf happens the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said fa alaykum bima araftum min sunnati same hadith of irbad فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِمَا عَرَفْتُمْ مِنْ سُنَّتِي Meaning that when this fitna of differing and splitting and dividing occurs upon you is to cling to that which you know of my sunnah. وَالسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ 
الراشدين المهديين and to the sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali 1,400 years have gone by and more when the year 1445 after the Hijrah nearly one and a half centuries after the Prophet wasallam, this hadith stands bold and strong when differing occurs فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِمَا عَرَفْتُمْ مِنْ سُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءَ الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَهْدِيِينَ مِنْ بَعْدِي Follow my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided successors after me. Abdu alayha bin nawajid and bite onto that with your molar teeth, not with your front teeth. You put a rope in your front teeth, bite down, your front teeth are gone. When someone pulls that rope, bite down on your molar teeth, it'll stay there. And your teeth will stay there. Bite down upon this sunnah. The sunnah of Allah's messenger. The sunnah of his sahaba radiallahu anhum. Which is one and the same thing. That's why he said, Addu alayha. Bite unto it. In the singular. Meaning, the sunnah of the prophet and the sunnah of the sahaba is one sunnah. That's why he said, Addu alayha. In the singular. Bite unto that with your molar teeth. Addu alayha bin nawajid. And then he said, In a narration. So in this narration he said, And upon you is to, be, is to show obedience. Show obedience even if, even if it be to an Abyssinian slave who is put in charge of you. Remember how they were in Jahiliyyah. Remember how they were before Allah guided them to Islam. What they thought about the Africans or the slaves or the Abyssinians. Here now, they come to a point where even if a black Abyssinian slave in a narration that he is deformed such that his head is like a raisin in deformity. Hear him and obey him. These Arab are humbled by the kitab and the sunnah. They are humbled by the deen of Islam. That they will have over them an Abyssinian slave in obedience to Allah. In a narration, the Prophet ﷺ said, Up until he said, And beware of the newly invented matters. Because it is the newly invented matters that cause deviation. You want to add to the religion, change the religion, deviate the religion, introduce Greek philosophy into the religion or the religion of the Hindu mystics into the deen of Islam. You want to bring the ideas of the Zoroastrian philosophers and the Indian philosophers into Islam. Beware of the newly invented matters for every newly invented matter is an innovation and every innovation is misguidance. Islam does not accept any of these foreign ideologies whether it's communism or secularism or atheism or what is referred to as Western modern liberalism and democracy. Islam doesn't accept any of these ideas as a part of its religion. It rejects them. Because what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, what the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa left you with, 
that muhajjatul bayda taraktakum ala al-bayda that is enough for us and anyone who seeks honor in other than islam then allah will disgrace them as umar ibn khattab radiyallahu anhu said that indeed allah honored us with islam and whomsoever seeks honor in other than islam then they will be disgraced allah will disgrace them we were a lowly people he said that we were a lowly people then allah honored us with islam and whomsoever seeks to be honored with other than islam then allah will make him lowly so what are you looking for my brothers and sisters you want unity you think you're going to find unity by accepting all of the paths of misguidance and bid'ah when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us the straight path hada sabilullah and he told us that this ummah will divide and he commanded you what would happen and what would occur and then he gave you the solution to stick to his sunnah so when that occurs and differing occurs we say to them one formula one formula if you differ with me let's go back to the book and the sunnah if you're right wallahi i'm with you if i'm right you're still not going to follow the truth that's ahlul bid'ah no akhi but my sheikh and my group and my party but what's happening in you know what's happening in palestine what's happening in kashmir and what's happening in america and you know they just sold weapons and you know there's a boycott on this ya akhi i'm asking you kitab and sunnah we're asking you kitab and sunnah when we differ can we agree that we shall return back this is the formula if you are truly believers فَإِن تَنَازَعْتُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ فَرُدُّوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ That's our formula. If you differ in any affair between yourselves and refer it back to Allah and His Messenger, if you truly believe in Allah and the last day. That's our formula. فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ and by your Lord they will not truly believe up until they make you O Muhammad the judge in all of the disputes between them then you will not find in their souls any resistance regarding with regarding that which you have judged with and they will submit with a complete submission that's our formula and when there is ikhtilaf and kathira fa'alaykum bima araftum min sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafa. That's our formula. So let's see. You bring yours, we'll bring ours. And watch them flee. Oh, you Salafis, you're just dividing. Oh, you're too Salafis. You're too much, too much Quran and Sunnah. You don't look at reality. Look at the real world. You're just looking at Quran and Sunnah. Yeah, well, carry on. See where that's got you over the last 1400 years. You're talking about solutions to the Muslim world. You're talking about solutions that date back to 1947, even before that. So we did it your way for 75 years. Where did it get you? We've done it your way. You want more of the same? Carry on. See where it gets you. You think that your path will bring about success? in conflict zones around the world where Muslims are being oppressed and killed 
and it's not just one place where Muslims are being oppressed and oppression is taking place and there are conflict zones and, zones and there is occupation over the Muslims, occupied lands. So we've done it your way. Should we do it for another five years? Maybe kill a few more thousand children? What's the solution? How do we combat this enemy? How do the Muslims unite such that they fulfill the command or fulfill that Bushra that was given to Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that I have been given five things that no prophet before me was given. One of them, that Allah strikes fear in the hearts of the enemy whilst I am a month journey away from them. Today you could be next door and they don't care. They know Muhammad is one month away and they begin to tremble. Muhammad is coming. He's coming with his companions. Wow, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Muhammad is coming. Allah struck fear into their hearts. But as the Prophet said, that Allah will remove the fear from their hearts that they used to have for you, and Allah will strike a wahan into your hearts, a weakness into your hearts. That's what the Prophet said. That the enemy, when they come, that they will take from your lands, they will occupy your lands, and they will take from you just like a, a guest takes from the platter of food that is presented by the host. They said, Ya Rasulullah, are we going to be small in number on that day? He said, La, bal. Rather, on that day, you shall be great in number, but you'll be like the scum on top of the flood water. Because Allah will do what? Allah will remove that fear from their hearts, from the heart of the enemy, and throw a weakness in your hearts. In a narration, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned the humiliation of the Muslims. Sallallahu alaykum Allah will send down upon you humiliation. And Allah will not remove it up until you return back to your religion. What's your religion? What's your religion? What's your religion? What's your religion? This is my religion. When are you going to come back to that? Best of mankind is my generation, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then those who follow them, then those who follow them. Those who follow their path. Those who follow their athar. Who are they? If they are not Ahlul Sunnah, the Salafiyun, Ahlul Hadith, Ahlul Athar. Those in every single one of their speeches. This is what they call to. This is the call of Sheikh bin Baz, Al-Albani, Ibn Uthaymeen, Rabi bin Hadi Al-Madkhali, Abdul Muhsin Al-Abbad, Muqbil bin Hadi Al-Wadi'i, Muhammad Aman Jami, Ahmed Al-Najmi, Zayd Al-Madkhali. These are our men. Sammu lana rijalakum. Name to us your men. These are our men of this age. Rahimahumullahu ta'ala. From those who have died. And may Allah preserve those who are living. Sheikh Al-Fawzan. Sheikh Al-Luhaydan. 
These are our men. We've named to you, to you our men of this age. Name us your men. Who are your men? Ahlul Bid'ah, Wal Ahwa, Ikhwaniya, Sururiya, Qutubiya, Khawarij. These are our men. And we are not shy to mention them. Ubaid al Jabiri. These are our ulama in this age and they follow the path of the ulama who came before them then those who came before them then those who came before them up until you reach the age of the first three generations and the sahaba and wallahi if you find from the aqidah of sheikh bin baz and the methodology of sheikh bin baz or al-albani all these names i've mentioned anything in opposition to ahmed ibn hanbal or anas or, or malik ibn anas or muhammad bin idris al-shafi'i or ibn taymiyyah who came after them or Bukhari, or Muslim, then tell me. How is the aqeedah of these a'imma that I've mentioned different to their aqeedah? That's why Muhammad ibn Sirin said, we used to say, we never used to ask the people up until the fitna occurred about the isnad. But when the fitna, it struck, and he died in the year 110, Muhammad ibn Sirin. And this narration is in the muqaddimah of Sahih Muslim, which shows you what Imam Muslim was upon. Because he's narrating from Muhammad ibn Sirin, from the Tabi'een, that before the fitna struck, we never used to ask the people about their chains of narration about the Isnad. But when the fitna it struck, the rise of the Khawarij, the killing of Uthman by the, by the people of Bid'ah, the fight against Ali by the Khawarij, then we started asking. We used to say to the people, Samulana Rijalakum, name to us your men. Who are your men? YouTube stars? Clickbaiters? That's your, that's your men? Pathetic. Pathetic. Bring me men like Bin Baz. Bring me men like Al Albani. Bring me men like Muqbil. Bring me men like Bin Uthaymeen. Bring me men like Muhammad Aman Jami. Bring me men like Rabi al-Madkhali, Salih al-Fawzan, Ahmed al-Najmi. These are Rijal. Don't bring me these fake and fraud YouTube stars. This is our deen. You want unity? This is the path. You don't want unity? Simmer in your soup. And suffer. And you will continue to suffer. Up until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes the haq through ahlu sunnah barakallahu feekum and upon that note inshallah we'll finish wa jazakumullahu khairan walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een barakallahu feekum Don't forget, inshallah, next weekend in Birmingham, there is a national conference that we have every winter to divert you away from Kufirmas. So that's in Birmingham next weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Come yourselves, bring your families, bring your relatives, bring people who are interested in the da'wah, bribe them, promise them things and give it to them. Promise them cakes and biscuits, sugar for a day, no problem. 
but bring your friends and bring your relatives let them come and benefit from this manhaj this manhaj as salim this manhaj that is sound and praiseworthy there's a question here well there are several questions actually there's a question on boycotting products such as the goods and products that are made by the state of the Jews, the Zionists from their country and it is exported into the West. Is it permissible to boycott? Yes, it is permissible to boycott. It is permissible to boycott. And our scholars have mentioned that. But we need to be careful that we do not cause dhulm, that you start boycotting the wrong product. It's made in Pakistan and you think it's made in somewhere else. You know, you have to be... It is permissible. No one's arguing the permissibility of it. If you live in a Muslim country, then the Muslim countries themselves, their rulers, then they will place embargoes upon imports of those goods from the enemy countries. That is upon the rulers of those countries. In a non-Muslim country like this, yes, it is permissible. Min babul war, from the aspect of piety and also from the aspect of disdain and ruining them and making dua against them, all of this is permissible. All of this is permissible. Barakallahu feekum. But as for, you know, doing it in a manner where you don't know what you're doing and you haven't asked Ahlul Ilm, so refer back to Ahlul Ilm before you do anything. Refer back to the scholars. I have an article on my website, and you can go to it, about boycotting from the statements of Sheikh Al-Fawzan, Sheikh Al-Albani, and others from the ulama. And that is the correct approach. Barakallahu feekum. So ask the people of knowledge before acting. As for demonstrations on the streets in support of our brothers and sisters in Palestine, then that is a bid'ah. Demonstrations. Support, of course, is wajib. When you say support is bid'ah because, you know, people will twist our words. Supporting them is wajib. With dua. In our sajda. By raising our hands in the last third of the night. In qunut. All of this is legislated and mashru'ah. The Prophet ﷺ said that the servant is, no, is never closer to Allah than he is in his sajda. So supplicate plentifully in your sajda. Call upon Allah to aid our brothers, to guide them, to have mercy upon them, to protect them against the enemy and against the zalim, against the oppressor. All of this is something that is not only legislated from the aspect of, you know, allowed, but rather it is a right that our brothers have over us, our sisters have over us, our children have over us. It is a right that they have. That we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid them and support them and consider yourselves. If you were in their position, consider yourselves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing you Allah is showing you that when this calamity strikes the people as a test that if you die that you die upon Iman when death comes to you that you make sure that you are believers in Allah just like we make dua to Allah that Allah keeps our brothers and our sisters and our children in that land of Palestine, that Allah keeps them and sustains them upon Iman. 
upon piety that Allah gives them and implants into their hearts tawakkul and dependence and reliance upon Allah. A country that is closed off from every side. A strip of land of 20 miles that is closed off from every side. A sea on one side and oppressors on the other side being attacked morning and at night. Imagine your children, the ones that you love, your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, having to listen to those bombs falling upon their properties, their homes, their mosques, their hospitals. How would you be, my brothers and sisters? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if there's one thing that we can learn from all of this distance away, is that if this calamity ever comes to us, that you better be upon your iman. Death is going to come to all of us. Either at the hands of the oppressor or in your bed. It's going to come to you. Make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustains you upon iman and upon the strongest of iman and upon the sirat al-mustaqim. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of that. As for demonstrations and marching in the streets, and the waving of placards, then that is not from the means of rectification. For if it was, you would have found it in the book of Allah. You would have found it in the sunnah of Allah's messenger. You would have found it in the way of the sahaba. You would have found it in the way of the tabi'een. You would have found it in the way of the atba'u tabi'een. You would have found it in the way of the a'imma, al-arba'a, Abu Hanifa, and Malik, and Shafi, and Ahmed. You would have found it in the ashab, kutub sitta, Bukhari, and Muslim. Abu Dawood and At-Tirmidhi, Ibn Majan and Nasai, you would have found it in the compilers of the Musannafat, Ibn Abi Shayba, and others. You would have found it in the, in the Musnad of Ahmed. You would have found it in the Sahih of Ibn Khuzayma. You would have found it in the early scholars. Where is it? You want to argue with me about the permissibility of demonstrations and marching and protests in the streets and you have not one shred of evidence to support it and then you're going to point your finger at me at the Salafi for not supporting you in your marches and then you say what can you do we say dua dua that's what you're going to do dua look at the disdain my dua and the dua of the believers is more powerful than your bid'ah and demonstrations. We will hold fast to the kitab and the sunnah. And we will make dua in the last third of the night. We will make dua in the early hours. We will make dua in the middle of the day. We will make dua in our sujood. We will make dua upon our journey. Some of you are driving back. Make dua on your journeys back. This is our way. Because they are truly oppressed. And it is only Allah that can lift it. It is only Allah that can lift it. Wallahi, I have seen how dua of people changes the state of others. I've seen it with my eyes. And this is why Ibn Uthaymeen says that this is a proof of the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you call upon him, he answers. That is a proof that our Lord and Creator exists. Because we have seen it. 
بارك الله فيكم. Inshallah, let's finish upon that because I know you've had a long day. بارك الله فيكم. And I thank my brothers once more uh, for inviting us. There's a question here. A lot of Muslims supporting Hamas. What is the reality of Hamas? Hamas are people of bid'ah and misguidance. And I don't say that because of these events. Wallahi, we've been saying this for 25 years. Or whenever they came. Either their predecessors and them. It's not something new for us. Articles have been written. Our scholars have been speaking about this group for many years. So I don't say, well, since only recently you said this. No, this is previous. They are, I'm not going to lie. Just to make the people happy. They are upon bid'ah. That does not mean that we don't make dua for the people of Palestine. Let's not confuse the issues. Oh, unless you support them, then that means you are not supporting Palestinians. Labadan. What planet are you living upon? We have always, our scholars, Ibn Uthaymeen, Sheikh Minbaz, Sheikh Rabi, Sheikh Muqbil, Sheikh Al-Albani, how many times that they speak about their support for the people of Palestine and the solution to their problems and the solution to the oppression. And at the same time, they criticize these groups that operate within those lands from the offspring or from the offshoots of Ikhwar al-Muslimin. Let not people deceive you and trick you into thinking, well, if you don't support them, that means you don't support the Palestinians. Abadan. We support the Palestinians before them and we support the Palestinians after them. Because it is the people that are being harmed and being killed. Of course we support them. They are our brothers. Wallahi, they are brothers sitting here today that regard the Palestinians to be closer to them than their own blood family. Why? Because they are Muslims and their own blood family might be kuffar. That's how much love we have for them. This is our way with the Muslimin, like one body. بارك الله فيكم وجزاكم الله خيرا والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين بارك الله فيكم